Welcome to today's BCOG online podcast episode. These weekly sermons are a part of the growing online ministry of God. Buford Church of God is a growing multi-campus and multicultural Pentecostal church north of Atlanta. We are reaching people around the world to see lives transformed through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in with us and enjoy today's episode with Senior Pastor Joey Grizzle. Please remain standing. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Then the angel answered and said to her, What I want God to say to you, don't worry about it. The Holy Ghost will come on you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One which is to be born will be called a child of God. Say amen at the reading of God's word. You may be seated. Can you imagine being the mother of God? Any takers? You know, it's hard enough being the parents of the spawn of your own life. (laughs) Don't be finishing my sentences before I finish them. Can you imagine being responsible? You know what would be harder is being the younger brother of Jesus. I know that you all have said to your children what we've heard from our parents. Can't you be a little bit more like your brother? How hard would that be if your parents looked at you and said, Can't you be a little more like Jesus? How did Mary deal with the crying? Anybody remember the years of no sleep? Some of you are still there. You're still sleepy. I mean, I told a person who was having a child, they said, any advice you can give me? I said, yes, you won't sleep for two months. If you know that, you won't be quite so disappointed. If you think you can maintain your little sleep and nap schedule after the child is born, forget about it. The baby moves in and is going to take over the whole house. Everything you do will revolve around that child eating and sleeping. My poor wife did most of the rising in the middle of the night to feed and nurse our children. and I remember seeing her in her Rocking stupor, sleeping in a chair, still moving. 
Sometimes they just won't go to sleep. They just sit there and scream. That's when you just wonder if Benadryl is illegal for children. Right? And it is. I googled it. <laughs> you can rock them. Did you ever try the washing machine trick where you put them in the car seat and put on the washing machine and try it? No. I'll tell you what helps more than anything else. For you young parents, you can try this. Driving. Driving solves most of the problems when you're stressed about crying all night. They're screaming. I have found driving, although I have read that it's not appropriate to leave them at home that long alone by themselves, but... <laughs> I wonder what the prayer was like when they lost him. You know, they had a big caravan, big family reunion. They all went for that day of dedication. They were on their way home, and the parents made the mistake of believing that he was with the cousin, John the Baptist. He was with the other relatives. They were days away from Jerusalem, days, when they discovered that Jesus was not there. Um, God, the... Uh, <clears throat> you remember that uh, baby that you gave us that was going to save the whole world? I'm not saying we lost him. I just don't know where he is. <laughs> Has to be a hard day. For those of you who try and find perfection in the Bible, you're not going to find it. It should be encouraging to those of you who are raising normal children, which means far from perfect, far from Christ, that the same God who anointed her for this extraordinary task is the same God that will anoint you to raise your family, to deal with the storms that face you, the storm that faced Christ is very unique in Scripture. I want to read the birth of Christ story from the perspective of the angels. When you and I read the story of Christ and his birth, we think of it in terms of the shepherds or the wise men, the beautiful nativity scene. But in Revelation chapter 12, it tells the birth of Christ from a different perspective. It says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out and labored in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. I don't even know what those are. Has to be some dangerous deal to have seven heads with seven diadems on. I've heard churches. What is a diadem? All right. Google it when you get home. Seven diadems on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. When Jesus was born, they were in a 
strange city because of the taxes under a foreign emperor that was ruling with an iron fist. Herod was murdering children to try and destroy Christ because he didn't want his own kingship to be threatened by this coming king. God had to give dreams and vision and protection of angels. And even Mary throughout her life lived a life of heartbreak as the promises that God made to her about her child seemed to go constantly in the wrong direction. This child that was supposed to be a king didn't get a crown of gold. He got a crown of thorns. He didn't have a kingdom of this world. He had a kingdom that was not of this world. And this world hated him and rejected him and despised him. And when he was there bleeding and dying, she watched as the lifeblood of this baby. Perhaps she said to herself what many of you moms say to yourself. Where did I go wrong? Should I have done something different? There's not a mama in here that wouldn't take responsibility for that cross if it were your baby being crucified. What could I have done differently? She remained faithful to the word of God. She pondered the promises of God in her heart and serves as a witness in Scripture and throughout time and even her own testimony of being in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. But that boy didn't stay dead. And the promise was sure and amen. That early one Sunday morning, God reminded all of Christianity. That though the vision tarry, wait for it. In due season, you'll reap if you faint not. Write it down, make it plain. If God said it, that settles it. That boy will rise from the dead. And perhaps some of you are witnessing the demise of your own Hopes and dreams. Things that you felt like you heard from God. But rest assured God's promises are yes and amen. And so this terrible disaster. This demonic attack. This assault on Jesus. This fiery hatred leveled at him. I know what you're saying to yourself. Yeah but I'm not Mary and my baby is definitely not Jesus. But I bind that spirit of insignificance. For the Bible says, through Christ, greater works than I will you accomplish because I go to my Father. And if I go to my Father, He will send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come to you and anoint you to do greater things than I have done. And I say to you, if the anointing can be greater in our lives, then our significance should not be diminished because of our imperfections. And yes, it's true, you're not Mary. But Mary was a woman just like you who had to cry out to God to receive favor from Him. And I'll say this, you may not be Mary and your child may not be Jesus, but the devil is more at work now than he's ever been in recorded history. That dragon, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and he is trying to devour your children. There is an assault on the children of this world. This year alone, the number of murdered babies from the wombs of women being justified by certain Christians who will say it's all right 
to destroy the life in the womb because the government says so. But the Bible is against you. The Bible says that while I was yet in my mother's womb, you knew me by name. My days were numbered in your book. I have been fearfully and wonderfully made and knit together in the womb. God does not give you control over what you can't create. Our children are under assault in the school system. There was an attempt to say, well, what we need is tolerance and acceptance. I could go along with that if that's what you meant. Tolerance and acceptance is not true when you try and indoctrinate and recruit people to be part of your lifestyle. Encouraging children to have sex or encouraging them to have sex your way is none of your business. And it's time we tell the devil, get your hands off my baby. Sexual fulfillment is not the highest ambition of mankind and you shouldn't be defined in your life by your favorite sexual position. Am I right about it? In this church, we will preach the word of God. And if you don't like the word of God, invent your own religion or find a church that's already tossed out the word of God and you'll be happy in that fellowship but in this house we will proclaim the word of God as being the only God for a Christian life I will not back up one inch from that statement if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord and you would rather serve the gods of this age and the gods of this culture then choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and this house, we will serve the Lord. I won't let the devil have these babies on my watch. I won't let the gospel be watered down on my watch. The same gospel that saved me is the same gospel I will preach to them. It won't be a social gospel. It won't be a watered down political gospel. It will be the biblical gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God. This is the word that I feel like God gave me to tell you. The significance of now. Let me pause here. What I mean by that is there have been very few times in history where you've seen this many Christians calling evil good and good evil. What I just said about preaching the word of God offends some Christians. They don't want to hear you defend the word of God. They want you to hear you defend their opinion and twist the word of God to fit that new opinion. We are dealing in an age in Christianity where we have a lot of people trying to rewrite Christianity to fit their cultural aspirations. Well, pastor, I want God to accept me as I am. <laughs> we all do. I wish I could get away with my stuff. But when I came down to the altar, 
God didn't just save me to make me feel better. He changed me so that I would be like Christ. Why should I give this one a free pass just because you want to tolerate that one sin? It's all sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the righteousness of God. But that does not sanctify sin. It condemns the sin that's in our life and leads us to repentance and a changed life, not a justification of our sin and a higher self-esteem while we're on our highway to hell. We are under assault. Do you realize you're raising children right now that can describe with absolute specificity exactly how the mark of the beast will work? They can show you the technology that will be used to implant and create a global economic tracking system. Your children can describe exactly the weapons that will be used to fulfill every prophecy in Scripture. Your children are the first generation to ever be born that can read this Bible like it's a newspaper. Hell is against them. Satan is trying to destroy them with murder, manipulation, perversion, shame. The assault is unbelievable and it is relentless. If you don't believe me, raise some children when you're trying to keep them pure looking on the internet. The kind of pictures and images that bombard our babies is... is it's almost discouraging. It's like a dismal tide. It's like the darkness that's coming against us is so profound that our chances of winning are about zero. I mean, what chance do we have? He has all the money. Now he has all the political power that he needs. There's no opposition to hell. Even the church is starting to preach sin as righteousness, starting to sanctify unholiness. It's almost like we're so outnumbered. Is there any chance that we might even make it through intact with our babies serving God? But the Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him. I can't help but believe that the significance of now testifies to the significance of you. If God chose to put you in this now, it means that he trusts you to raise up a generation that will stare down the spirit of the Antichrist. God entrusted you with a generation that will be called blessed and favored. Where in the last days he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. God chose to create in this generation that generation that would rise. Yet to be born that would actually praise the Lord. A church characterized by worship. And characterized by favor. Let me say this to you mama. What you have with your child 
is a blood covenant. To be honest, it took men at least six months to figure out that they had a child. I mean, we wander around the house for six months trying to figure out what happened. My children came complaining to me one time about something I was doing and saying, and I was being a little facetious, trying to make a joke. My children looked at me. They said, Mom's this and Mom does that. And I said, Son, i got to tell you something. This is going to hurt your feelings. Your mama loves you more than I do. I mean, truthfully, I had her all to myself before you got here. And you've been interrupting me from the time you started crumb snatching. But mamas, you have a blood covenant with that child. You interact with that child while the child is being formed in the womb. And God wanted me to tell you that the blood covenant you have with that child is greater than the witchcraft that's attacking that child. That the word you speak over that baby is greater than the word coming out of hell to try and corrupt that baby. And what God wanted me to do is to get the mamas and the grandmamas of this house intoxicated with the power of the Holy Ghost to rise up with that mama bear spirit and say to hell, no, you can't have my child. Tell hell, no, you can't have my family. Somebody needs to stand up against the rising tide of hell and say, I'll stand in the gap and make up the hedge. I'll hold the line and I won't water it down, but I will not allow the devil to stand still my babies, my body, or my business. God is on my side. Hallelujah. I've decided I'm going to fight for what God has given me. When God prophesied in the Garden of Eden over the woman, he said the seed of the woman will bruise Satan's head which means you are a holy terror to hell. That's why the devil fights you, mamas. Listen to me. That's why hell fights you, young ladies, to try and get you on the wrong road because he knows that a woman dedicated to God who actually gives birth through her body to the great generation that's coming into this world, I promise you Satan knows that you are a threat to his very existence, but I need for courage to rise up in you and you have the humility and courage to say what Mary said. I understand the promise, but I don't know what I'm supposed to know. I, I don't have what I'm supposed to have. I haven't been anywhere close to the kind of relationship you're talking about in order to win this battle I've already messed up. And I want God to say to you today, don't worry about it. For it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord.
The Holy Ghost is going to come on you, mama, and he's going to overshadow you, and he's going to give you grace and strength and honor and favor. He's going to give you the ability to walk on water, spiritually speaking, to move mountains by faith, to be the child of God that God called you to be. If you can have the humility to say, God, I can't do it without you, he's got the power to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Are you ready to fight for your families? Are you ready to fight for this next generation? Well, some of you say, Pastor, I'm not, I'm not a mama yet. I don't have any children. Or some of you are older and say, I, I have a barren womb. I'm, I've never had a child. The Bible doesn't give you a free pass either. It's not a mama spirit. It's a woman spirit. For in Isaiah chapter 54, it says, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, and break forth into singing, and proclaim the word of God. Spread to the right, the left, north, and south, knowing that the children of the destitute will be more than the children of the barren woman, meaning the spiritual offspring of a woman that is committed to God will rise up and assault the kingdom of hell. Woman, thou art loosed in the name of Jesus to be with what God has called you to be. And I want to shout this at you, and I know I've, I've shouted quite a bit, so you're probably okay with it by now. If you're not, just buckle up. It only gets a little worse than better, then we're all out of here. Hold the line! Hold the line! There's not enough Men, to win the battle without you. Nor can the battle be won if you keep moving the line simply so you can have friends or be popular. Women, listen to me. Satan is doing to you what he did in the Garden of Eden. He's trying to get you to commit sin and blame it on good intentions. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Pastor, can God really use me like he did Mary? Can my children actually be something great? When my mother was pregnant with me, they didn't tell anybody. They went to Gainesville Church of God. They were going to hold on to the news until they could... Tell the family. They were on their way to the car and the elder of Gainesville Church of God, Sister Fortner, came out and met my mother in the parking lot and stopped her. Said, Angie, are you pregnant? My mom and dad, they sheepishly and with a shocked look on their face looked at her and said, yes, ma'am, She's pregnant. Mom said, how did you know? Sister Fortner said, I was praying for you last night. God told me that you were pregnant and you're going to have a son. And oh, he's going to be a man of God. And he's going to do great things. And I can't boast to have done great things. But I can say this. I pastor a church that's doing great things. God spoke over my life. And God spoke to my mother about me. And with all of my failures and all of my frustrations and all of my imperfections, 
God has been faithful to me. So that if I ascend to the mountains, he was there. If I made my bed in hell, he was there. If I took the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, the Holy Spirit found me and he brought me back to the altar and he wouldn't let me get away from it because God gave my mama a promise that he would save her and her whole house. I'm telling you, the same God that did it for me is the same God that did it for Jesus and it's the same God that will do it for you. Let God anoint you to be the mama he called you to be. Stand with me all over the house. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask you, God, for favor and anointing to rest on these people. I ask you, God, that they would not deviate one inch from the calling or promise that you placed on their life. I ask you, God, let them yield to the strength and the anointing and favor. I pray, God, that the blood covenant of their life would be stronger than any witchcraft that comes against their children. That when they can't figure out what to do, they'll remember to prophesy, which means to proclaim the word over their babies. Say that with me, ladies, prophesy. You have authority to prophesy over those babies. When you can't prophesy, you can pray. Shout that with me, pray. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. If they won't listen to you in the day, go in that bedroom at night when they're asleep and you extend your hands over that baby and you bind that devil in the name of Jesus. When it's difficult to prophesy or to pray, ponder. Mary pondered these things in her heart. She took the word of God. Ponder means to replace the noise that was in there with the new music that God wants there. Ladies, listen to me. Turn the stereo down of the world and turn up the pondering of the word of God. Prophesy. Pray. Ponder. And when all else fails... Praise the Lord. Sing a new song to God. Let his glory overshadow you as you magnify his name. I ask God to overwhelm you with his love. I ask God to give you strength to stare down the giants that are trying to destroy you. To give you the courage to move mountains, the faith to believe that God can fix it. The anointing to know that God called you to make a difference. I ask that God bless you in the city and bless you in the field. Bless you when you rise and when you lay down at night. May he give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. Give you the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you. Give you peace. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm on your face and the rains fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, 
May God hold you in the hollow of his hand. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed Pastor Joey's word today. To find out more about our ministry, visit bcog.me. Our services are live streamed weekly on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, you can talk to one of our pastors anytime via bcog.me messenger. See you again in the next podcast episode.